Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is Crown Corner as we get you ready for Columbus Crew this weekend. Will Pelagic and Jessica Charman here with you once again, another home match, which means if you are not at the contest, you can watch on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass, use the languages function, and choose home radio, or if you want to do it the old traditional way, use your radio or the WFNZ app, which is our flagship station's app, and sync us that way. Charlotte FC coming off of a draw against Colorado Rapids before going into Columbus. Columbus playing in pretty stellar form right now, fourth place in MLS's Eastern Conference. Jess, uh, the opponents did not get easier for Charlotte FC, especially when you think about all the quality that Columbus bring to the table and even still playing as well as they have been without some of the quality they haven't had, like Nokucha Hernandez, for example. Yeah, it, it's a really tough one. When you look at the schedule, you were hoping you would have got a couple of victories under your belt before the Columbus crew arrive in town just because of the firepower that they're possessing right now. Under Nancy, they look like they've adjusted to his style. They look confident in the way they're playing. They're the team that scored the second most goals in the league behind St. Louis. And you're facing Charlotte FC, who unfortunately has the accolade of second worst defense. So when you put those two things together on paper, doesn't look like a favorable matchup for the crown. But as we know, Will, in reality, in a league like MLS, anything can happen. But Charlotte FC is well and good going to have to be on their very best behavior, very best focus, very best concentration if they're going to get something out of this match. Yeah, this is going to be a situation where Charlotte FC, this game will look a lot like, and again, formationally, it'll look a lot like what Montreal was a year ago. They'll play three at the back. They'll play, you know, four or five in the midfield. And they'll also have, uh, some great quality up top. The thing about Wilfred Nancy, uh, he had a verbal confrontation with the owner in Montreal, Joey Saputo. That basically wrote the end of his ticket with Montreal and ended up losing to NYCFC in the conference semifinals. And despite that, he's out of a job and then ends up taking over for Caleb Porter in Columbus. And uh, he inherits a pretty darn good team with Columbus. And I think because of that, uh, you've seen them take off. You've seen great play in the midfield. Darlington Nagby, we know what he can do. But also Aiden Morris has been the guy who I think has really come on strong. Three goals in eight games this season, his first three professional goals at age 21. That is a very hard midfield to break down for Columbus. It is. And I think in the past, when we've talked about Columbus crew, Darlington Nagby has been the focus and there's no uh, no doubt that that was deserved for Darlington at that stage but now Morris has come out of the shadow and is really shining and sort of taking some of that pressure off of Darlington Nagby Morris leads the team in tackles leads the team in interceptions leads the team in duels he's the guy that touches the ball most in terms of distribution as well and as you mentioned Will also has those three goals that he's now added to his resume in terms of skills that he possesses so a really tough midfield battle and this is a Charlotte FC side as we know where our midfield has kind of been in the mixing pot a little bit of confusion about what our best midfield is I think we found it against Colorado Rapids and I'm hoping to see some consistency with that Brant Bronico, Derek Jones, Karol Svodersky pattern because it did seem like we were able to have some control, some discipline, some chemistry there. 
but it's going to be very important against a stacked midfield that likes to control the ball, that likes to possess, that likes to find pockets of spaces that we're able to track and able to be physical in that midfield to really try and break down the crew. And defensively for Charlotte FC, you have to keep an eye on their central attacking midfielder or just attacking midfielder altogether, Lucas Zellerayon. Uh, we saw him last year score a goal basically from the halfway line against Christian Kalina in the return match against Columbus last year. He is somebody who is a wizard on the ball. Uh, no one has more goals outside the box last couple of years than he does. And he's somebody that, you know, basically you have to guard him from right when he gets out of the training room right now. Yeah, I mean, in four seasons, he has 32 goals. That doesn't come by chance. You know, he's a, t a player that's extremely confident, is willing to try those things. Not many players on a pitch have the um, confidence in their own ability to strike a ball from 65 yards out and hit the target and score a goal. I, I think that displays the sort of player that he is. He's going to be tricky. We're going to be unpredictable and we have to be ready. And I hope, again, in, in a team that has conceded a lot of goals from individual errors, now you're playing against some true elite quality up top. We're going to have to be switched on. We're going to have to be smart. And you can't, as you said, we'll give him a moment to breathe. You've got to mark and you've got to watch runs. Let's go back to front in terms of our lineup right now. Christian Latazio not revealing anything about the goalkeeper uh, situation. Uh, did mention the fact that it was good to see Christian Kalina get 90 minutes with Crown Legacy last weekend, although, again, the 90 minutes that he played weren't exactly high-stress minutes. Uh, didn't have to make a save. Did have to make a couple of retrievals on balls in the victory for Crown Legacy over Inter-Miami, but uh, was able to post a clean sheet in that one. George Marks, we all know what happened last weekend against Colorado Rapids, the unfortunate miscue that led to the 2-2 draw. Charlotte FC's got three matches really to worry about in quick succession. We talked about it on our last podcast. Saturday uh, night against Columbus. Sunday, Crown Legacy plays Crew 2, two of the top teams in the MLS Next Pro Eastern Conference table meeting on Sunday at Mecklenburg Sportsplex. And then Tuesday at the Plex, Charlotte FC hosting South Georgia Tormenta in the opening stage for Charlotte in the U.S. Open Cup third round overall. Uh, how do you feel like Charlotte negotiates these next three matches after having a couple days to think about it since the last time I asked you about it? Uh, I think it's hard. Uh, I do think it's difficult when you've got this consistent pattern of games, but minutes are a good thing. Uh, I think all the focus obviously is on tomorrow's matchup, though. I think all your eggs have to be thrown in that basket. That has to be a priority. Completely understand that a lot of people want to make a cup run, and we would love that too. But at the end of the day right now, with how our MLS form's going and how we're sat one place off the bottom of the table when that playoff spot is looking further and further away, we have to focus on putting our best players on the pitch in the right positions to face Columbus crew. I think once that game's out of the way, you can start to think about the cup and you can start to think about giving opportunities to other players to see what they can do in a competitive environment because South Georgia Tormenta is not going to be a, an easy team to face. The former you know, they're a very strong side in USL. They've got a good academy down there as well. So that'll be a tough challenge. Goalkeeper specific wise, for me, I ear in the side of caution when it comes to protecting players and their mentality with the goalkeeping being extremely difficult role. I liked your uh, proposal uh, about, you know, uh, giving George Marks tomorrow, giving Kalina US Open Cup and seeing how that goes with keeping Kalina in going forwards. 
Uh, will it happen? Who knows? Because again, in Latanjo's press conference today, what did he say? I want Cali involved as soon as possible. So it just depends on what those training staff, what the goalkeeping coaches think, because it's clear that Latanzio feels like there's a superior difference between Kalina and his other goalkeepers. Of course, thinking about the back four, there will be one switch to that we know of. Joseph Mora said by Christian Latanzio on Friday that uh, the knee injury from him is not as bad as initially feared, but they are going to miss him for the next two to three weeks. And we feel terrible for Joseph because I think he played incredibly well in the opener, uh, didn't necessarily feature heavily until last weekend. He had a seven-minute stint uh, earlier on for Charlotte FC uh, a couple of games ago, but then didn't feature again until uh, the match last weekend against Colorado. And I think we also thought he did very well in this matchup before the challenge against Max. I did find it interesting that Latanzio said they didn't submit that play to the league and didn't really get any feedback on that challenge, which I think both you and I just agree maybe could have stood against a possible yellow card challenge, which would have meant uh, a sending off of Max from Colorado, but that's immaterial. And the fact is they are going to have to make a change at the back. I think we both uh, think that it's probably going to be Harrison Awful at the left back just because I don't think they're going to have really anything else other than uh, maybe a potential of taking Hamida Diop's uh, MLS debut and change there. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I think you put Awful on the left side and then I think you have your pick of whether or not it's Lindsay or Byrne on the right side. Yeah, firstly, for ha for uh, more tough blow, feels like the guy can't catch a break, to put it politely. Anytime he's getting his opportunity to shine, he takes it with two hands and then gets a knock, gets a bump, and it's a tough one. I think the main reason why it wasn't put into the league is it wouldn't have been a straight red and they're not going to give you a second yellow and lead to a lead to a suspension. So that's just one that the guy, the referee on the field, gets wrong, but it can't really be looked at or overturned. It's disappointing that we're going to have to change our back line yet again because how often do we talk about chemistry? How often do we talk about gelling together, understanding each other's positions, understanding each other's roles? And now we're going to have to have a change again in the back line against a side that loves to penetrate space, that loves to find gaps in between defenders. So I think the biggest thing we're going to need to see, and we've seen Harrison awful wearing the captain's armband over the last couple of games, we need to see Harrison more vocal. We need to see him as a leader. And it's completely fine if his personality type isn't to be that yelling guy but he still needs to discuss the positioning he still needs to hold his players accountable because when you're wearing that armband that accountability and that organization is absolutely huge particularly against a side that's really going to challenge your shape charlotte fc uh, did list ashley westwood as questionable going into this upcoming contest so uh, not sure whether or not he's going to feature or not uh, they didn't have open training for us this week so didn't get a chance to see how ashley is progressing but if we're making the assumption that maybe he's still a week or so away uh do you feel like there's any change uh, outside of a potential westwood inclusion any change to the top six for charlotte fc uh with what's happening in the midfield and obviously the wingers and strikers. No, I don't think so. Honestly, I think that with that midfield three, Brant Bronico and Derek Jones seemed to play so much better when they were both on the field together. I think Karis Vodersky, while he was on the field, had a decent impact, still not at his best level yet, but understandably so when the players around you also aren't on your best level, it's difficult at times. Um, Enzo Capetti, I know people are calling for him to be dropped, but I think you need your big, designated player on the field, a player that can make a lot happen. Uh, and I think, again, one of the things we don't talk about enough with Enzo Capetti is what he does on the defensive side of the ball and also how much space he creates for other players by drawing defenders towards him. He's a guy with his target on a back 
And the minute that he is within an 18-yard box, guess what? He draws two defenders, which allows space for other players. Perhaps part of the reason why we've seen the likes of Kamil Josviak find themselves on that back post unmarked and able to head it in. I think Josviak is undroppable at this point. Now he's giving you stats as well, but he's always been a strong player for me this season with his work rate. And then you've got Kelvin Vargas, who... Let's be honest, it is saucier every game and is growing in confidence. Such a young guy with so much potential that I'm hoping he's able to fulfill. I, I hate to to tweak and test uh, the merits of your coaching license, but I, I do want to at least cerebrally look at how much different it is for this Charlotte FC squad with their personnel. Uh, in your mind, how much more difficult or easy in your mind is it to penetrate a back three versus a back four because I know we see primarily back fours in in MLS at least we've seen over the course of this season more primarily back fours how does that change with three uh three central defenders as opposed to uh what we've seen most of the course of this season yeah I think you're going to see a little bit more space on the flanks in terms of if you've got three center backs you're Wing backs are probably going to push forward more, which will leave space in and behind them. And you'll have to draw out the center backs to create space. However, it's going to be compact in that middle area of the field. The other thing that allows with a back three is that defenders can track. When we talk about handing off players, when you have a back four with two center backs, those center backs can't really track with you as you drop in. We've seen Enzo Capetti drop into pockets of space. Center back has to hand it off to a midfielder because they don't want to be drawn out too much. If you're able to have a back three, they can track with because they have those two centre-backs behind them. So I actually think it's going to be more difficult to break down. The one thing I hope Charlotte FC is able to do, we've seen a couple of very good crosses go into play during this season. We're going to need to find that space that's left from the wing-backs and find that width and hopefully be able to cross it into pockets of space to catch them off guard. Well, the only thing that I think gives me a little bit of, of hope here, well, not the only thing, but one of the things that gives me a little bit of hope here is that wh when you're what you're saying is this could be a day for both Vargas and Jozviak to feast, and I think you can agree with me that those are the two players from Charlotte FC who are most in form right now. So if there is, in fact, potential for uh, there nice to be a big uh, big pater when it comes for, for Vargas and Jozviak, I think that's advantage Charlotte FC, definitely. I think so too, because let's be honest, we haven't been very direct or penetrative down the middle of the pitch anyway. So I think the way that Colorado defends is makes them very difficult to break down the middle, break down the, the center of the field. Well, that hasn't been a strength of our play this season. So hopefully we're able to exploit the wings, put in a couple of dangerous balls and maybe, just maybe, Enzo Capetti can get a chance to celebrate in front of the incredible fans at Bank of America Stadium. And it is one thing that is a feather in Charlotte FC's cap. This is a group in, in Columbus that has not uh, defeated Charlotte FC yet. Uh, neither have we in terms of them. There have been two draws, uh, two very different contests. A uh, 1-1 draw last year uh, at Lower.com Field in Columbus and then 2-2 in the return game when Charlotte FC needed a victory. But unfortunately, the draw meant they were eliminated from postseason contention. But uh, that was a pretty exciting game, which included a late equalizer uh, that got Charlotte FC at least back on level terms. Charlotte FC and Columbus Crew on Saturday. We are on the air Saturday at 7 o'clock for a 7.39 first kick at Bank of America Stadium, second consecutive home game. We look forward to seeing you all out there. And as I mentioned, not only can you 
consume the game on our radio affiliates across North South Carolina as well as Virginia, but also do so via MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Use the languages function and select home radio to hear Jess and me along with the pretty pictures. And uh, we won't tell our friend Tony Husband that you did so, even though we love Tony and Ross Smith on the broadcast side as well on TV. Jess, I'll see you on Saturday. Travel safe. Thanks so much. Take care, Willie Pete. We will talk to you all tomorrow on the Charlotte FC Radio Network.